the most humble in the podcasting game. Too humble. I, mm. I think maybe too humble. Uh, it's the big dog, yeah. Matt Eichhorn, with a little pup, Jordan Flegel. Uh, and yeah, I, I just, every day I think about, you know, we should really be talking our shit. We should really be letting everybody know uh, we're, we're, we're the big dogs, we're the top dogs, and everything that we've said so far this year has uh, has pretty much gone to plan. Uh, absolutely yeah. no bad takes. I don't like a single one. Uh, no. If you find tape, it's probably, uh, probably doctored or something. Uh, yeah. Don't trust the press. Uh, we're the free press, the free press of the big dog. So, uh, <laughs> big dog ball talk here once again to recap another crazy weekend of uh, the NBA. And uh, Sunday night was an insane one, Jordan, for sure. Uh, crazy performances left and right. Uh, we're going to get into a few of them. Uh, but even uh, Brittle Bones boy, Anthony Davis, oh, uh, yeah. had a pretty sneaky, kind of went under the radar. I believe it was 37 and 18. Uh, strong yep. performance for a guy that, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about a little bit later on. Yep. Yeah. Finally, uh, I, I said it last pod. I'm like, you know, with. You can you can be at you can have an absolutely terrible team around you. If you're a great player like AD, you should be able to have these uh, you know yep. games of thirty plus points. Uh, yeah, you know, f- finally uh, living up to his potential here uh, without LeBron. They they really needed it and uh, mm-hmm. got their their own only their third win of the season. Uh, you know, good for the Lakers. Um, but yeah, hey, that you're... that's exactly what they need if they're gonna yep. you know keep climbing upwards. If they want to be respectable at all, they need AD to be a monster. Well, well, we'll we'll see if that can uh, you know maintain. Uh, I'm kind of doubting it, but uh, who knows? We'll get a little bit yeah. more into that later in the podcast. But everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we're gonna kick things off today. You know, it's Jordan. Who do you think had the more impressive night last night? Because I mean, Joel Me. Embiid had that monster stat. You okay? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's an off the board answer. Yeah, no. Uh, um, it's got to be. Uh, well, what do you think, Matt? You're not. Uh, what do you think? You tell Getting me Getting a first. little crazy here. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I, I think if we're talking fourth quarter, uh, you know, and, and obviously the two people we're breaking down here, Darius Garland going off for 51 points in the uh, the Cavaliers' loss to the Timberwolves. A shorthanded loss, may I also uh, put that out there. Yeah. Uh, those, those Timberwolves, uh, they're frauds. Just don't forget that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the 51 points, 10 threes versus Joel Embiid's 59, 11, 8, and 7 line, uh, which is insane. One of the – whenever you're – you know, you find yourself in the company of Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, you know, he's dropped a hundred points in his past two games. Uh, yeah. You know, the, whenever, whenever you, whenever you find yourself there in the modern day, you know you're doing something right. Uh, so you and, know, over and Matt SGA calmly, coolly uh, dropping thirty-seven on the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, on the same day, it was insane. Uh, you know, Sunday of hoops with, uh, yeah, you got such yeah the, the the two top performances really outshined these other two which would have been massive mm-hmm. on uh, any other night but yeah what yeah. what a what a day yeah, 145 points, I believe, for the Thunder. A little yep. bit insane, kind of like an all-star game, the way they were scoring the rock. But, uh, yep. yeah, I think if you're if you're going full full 48 minutes, I think Joel Embiid is the more impressive game overall. Uh, but Darius Garland, in that fourth quarter, man, he had every single Timberwolves defender on skates. He yep. was doing whatever he wanted, pulling up from deep, uh, from pretty much, I, I mean, that right wing was really his best friend. Yeah. Uh, kind of looking like the big dog Matt Icorn himself out there, if I may say. Uh, you know, <laughs> nope. uh, but, but. <laughs> but uh, you know, Garland, Garland looked exceptional, and again for a guy who started off his career so slowly, uh, you know, not a lot of people, including myself, you know, kind of doubting him, especially you know being drafted so high uh, in his draft class. You know, he's really coming into his own, and without Donovan Mitchell or Jared Allen there, uh, he really, really uh, took over for his team, and uh, you know, proved he can kind of carry the load 
uh, when need be. Uh, you know, to Anthony Davis, maybe you should look at uh, what Garland's doing, yep. brother. Yeah, yeah, no, Anthony Davis. I mean, uh, Darius Garland had, uh, you know, he, he, they they needed all those points from him. Obviously, it was still a mm-hmm. losing uh, effort. You know, Minnesota actually played pretty well offensively. Hey, uh, Twenty point comeback though, got to respect it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they 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 looked dead in the water, but but they they came back, made it close, and yeah, it was it was all Garland. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he was he was working from the mid range. He was getting to the rim. He was kind of sneaking little shots over over Minnesota's bigs. Um, and and you, know, you you said it as well. 10, 10 for fifteen from the three point line. You know, efficient overall. Sixteen for thirty one. Six assists in there as well. Couple of steals. Uh, and yeah, he everything was working for him. And you know, he's I've been really impressed. You know, the the last couple of years, not just with his scoring, but with his playmaking. Like he's been a really, mm-hmm. really good playmaker and, and a guy who works so so well on the pick and roll. Um, but you know, it's 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 such a luxury for the Cavs, you know, when they eventually do get Allen and Mitchell back, to be able to have a guy who can go off for fifty points like this, but doesn't need to all the mm-hmm. time when you've got Mitchell working. Yeah. Um, I, I believe Mitchell's still averaging over thirty points per game this year. You know, he's he's been on a tear. Um, yeah. You know, so far, so you know their backcourt's really working. Um, and uh, yeah, this was just you know an incredible performance from him. And uh, you know the the thing that sticks out to me is you know you get fifty plus from from Garland. Uh, Evan Mobley, where were you in this game, man? Uh, like mm-hmm. he 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 can't he, he you know I know he's a second year player, but only four points in this game. He played 32 minutes. You know he he grabbed 13 rebounds, he, but he only shot the ball four times. Uh, and I don't know how that happens. Um, you know I, I know he was kind of preoccupied defensively, and and Garland had the ball in his hands a lot of the game. But I think if the Cavs really want to fancy themselves as you know a uh, east uh, contender in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. you need Mobley to be more of an offensive weapon uh you know yeah. and, and that's got to be he's got to develop that shit quick uh because you know you you still need balanced scoring from other parts on the floor we've talked about how they don't really have a true three or that big wing um mm-hmm. and that's made even worse you know that, that's magnified when you don't have uh you know even even a guy in the front court who can score the ball for you um because you know that's not really Jared Allen's game. He's going to be a you know he's a grinder. Uh, he's he's going to be big on the boards. Uh, you know and and an amazing defender. But he's never going to you know sc- score twenty five plus in a game for you. That's that's got to be Mobley uh, at some point here. Uh, and, and so you know I, I think th- that that's the other thing in this game. Yeah, yeah. When you sort of a takeaway for the Cavs, you're going to need a little bit more from him, especially if you know Mitchell's going to miss time, extended time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, maybe he's afraid a little bit there. The Stifle Tower, uh, yeah. Rudy Gobert, not wanting to go head to head with him. But I agree, and uh, you know, there's a there's kind of a bit of a bit of an epidemic right now. These sophomore slumps are hitting hard uh, across the yeah. league. Scotty Barnes, baby, you got to start stepping this shit up, man. Uh, yeah. don't, don't, uh, they're going up against the Pistons tonight, and uh, you know, Dwayne Casey likes to win those games against uh, his former <laughs> team. But we got no uh, chance when you uh, yeah, then you look over at the other huge massive milestone performance uh, by Joel Embiid uh, with the Sixers you know that was another that was a really close game as well down to the wire like that's what I also love about both these performances is it wasn't just in blowouts it wasn't yeah. like these uh, these games where you know they could stat pad and chase after things because they were up 40 or something these were both games that could have went either way yeah. uh, but again what gives Joel Embiid a little bit more of an edge he won his game yeah. okay but and the Cavs lost uh, and you know Embiid pretty much just was hitting everything. It was virtually unstoppable. It was a great team for him to match up with, uh, you know, size-wise. You know, Laurie Markkinen and Walker Kessler just getting, you know, 
get pretty much a hole in their chest yeah. uh, the whole game from Embiid. But even the, you know, these mid-range pull-ups that he's doing, like it's insane to see the stuff that Embiid can do on the court. And when I watch this, you know, we've talked about it before, like it, it, I don't think it's even debatable anymore that when Embiid wants to take over and he's motivated and he's on fire, he's the most unstoppable player in the NBA. That's my opinion. I don't care what anyone says because he can score at any level. Yeah. He's the biggest player on the court. There's nothing anyone can do in this league to stop him when he's going. The only problem is that mentally, sometimes he can get caught in those kind of bear traps uh, in his yeah. own mind and then kind of almost shoots himself in the foot. But when he knows that he's the shit and everyone else is about to smell it, He's on fire. He's on another level. So I, I, I when I watch this, I just I need to get Daryl Morey by in my hands, kind of pin him <laughs> up against a locker, you know, like a bu- bully this guy a little bit. Listen, man, James Harden doesn't fit on this team. He dribbles the ball too much. It's not going to work. You need to get the keys to the Maserati to Embiid, and then uh, you know get get a bus ticket or something for for James Harden, uh, or at least you know maybe shake maybe. After I pin Daryl Morey to the wall, he can pin James Harden to the wall and say, listen, man, you're limited to 10 dribbles a game. You cut that shit out right now. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think James Harden would, uh, I don't know what he, he wouldn't know what to do with that. But uh, yeah, I mean. uh, Shave his beard. Like, oh, Matt. uh, I actually, I actually saw a picture of him way earlier in his career without his beard the other day. Mm -hmm. And it really, really threw me for a loop. Uh, But I I would love to see it again. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love to see his exposed chin. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I was talking about, you know, Garland doing, you know, all the heavy lifting. Uh, Embiid, obviously, you know, sa- same same story for him. Maxi at 18. Mm-hmm. Other than that, nobody else cracked double digits on the Sixers. Like, nobody else was doing anything. As, uh, as yeah. usual, uh, you know, obviously James Harden's out. But as usual, their bench, uh, you know, provided virtually nothing. You know, Melton came in, had a few baskets. Uh, but other than that, it was, you know, uh, basically a no-show from them. Um, you know, Maxi, you, you know, he, he scored a little bit, but he did was completely inefficient from the field. He was he was he didn't have the best game shooting the ball. Um, so, yeah, it, it all came down to Joel, you know, at the end of that game, offensively but defensively as well. I think he finished, what did he have? Uh, how many blocks? Yeah, seven blocks. Uh, and a, yeah, uh, insane. A few really, really big, you know, chase down ones, you know, one on uh, Sexton, I believe it was there at the end. Yeah. When the yeah. game was kind of hanging a, in the balance. Almost a quad double. Yeah. Very yeah. close to the rare quad double. Like, he, he was just absolutely insane. And 20 points from the free throw line. 20 for 24 yeah. on free throws. That definitely takes away from it. Like, yeah. it's... it's yeah, I, I'll say this again. He flops like a like a fish out of water. Falls on the floor. He does also get smacked around a lot, especially against oh, yeah. some of these smaller teams. But he... Yeah, he, he gets the benefit of the doubt for sure. He's got a he's got that James Harden in him, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if if you can get to the line, that's you know, that's part of the game still. And I don't think mm-hmm. his yep. uh his contact drawing is as atrocious as like Harden and, you know, other guys even like Trey. Like, you know, he is in there working and he's battling. Um yeah, yep. he maybe flops a little bit, but you know, it's it's different than a perimeter player. But but yeah, fifty nine points, you know, eleven boards. You know, I had eight assists as well. I thought he was I thought he was passing the ball really well. You know, a lot of Maxi's baskets mm-hmm. that he did make last night came off of, you know, nice, you know, sort of backdoor cuts and passes from Embiid. Like he he had everything working and and you know, you mentioned it. He he has to do this in a game like this against Utah. Utah has basically no yeah. front line at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody who can handle him uh, even a little bit. Um, and you know, they went to him and, and and he hit it. And and I think you said it too. The thing that's most impressive uh, for me and makes you know what what kind of makes Embiid different than you know other dominant centers we've seen like Shaq or something is that he's got this fucking awesome mid range game that he goes to. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of games and and does it even off the dribble sometimes? Like it's insane yep. what what he can do at his size uh, and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, it's, it's 
that their head is rearing back around. You know, the Sixers, my finals pick. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, to to win the NBA chip. Uh, if if Embiid can keep putting together performances like this, uh, you know, I I feel a lot better about that. But you know, I think you and I both said it too. He he's much he's he's cleared for takeoff. He's cleared to dominate with James Harden out yeah. because you know he's they're actually running the offense through him, which they should be doing all the time. Um, you know they they haven't looked that great as a team. Uh, you know overall, but this is encouraging. Uh, but at the same time, kind of like, what the fuck are you going to do when James Harden comes back? Uh, you know, because you, when you see Embiid, you know, put together a performance like this, it's it does kind of make you think. You know, is there someone? Is there a better way to construct this team around him? Is yeah. there another guy mm-hmm. you can get? Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe hopefully James Harden's watching this and being like, okay, you know what? When I come back, I'll have to cool it a little man. bit. I, I, he was I, he was hype. <laughs> Yeah, well, He's I know. Like, get, get your buckets now, Joel. You're not getting them in uh, <laughs> yeah. a week or two. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, ho- I, I, you know, for for the Sixers' sake, I hope he, I hope James Harden can kind of, you know, take a back seat a little bit. Uh, and and I don't know. He like he came back. He he did what he wanted to do. He reestablished himself. He, he had a few good games. Yep. He's like, look, I'm back now. You know, you know, cool it. Come back, James. Do your thing. Yeah, dribble way less. Let Maxi do the heavy lifting uh, and let, let it run through Embiid and just, you know, hit some shots. That version of the team, if he can really kind of do that, take a bit of a backseat, I still like them as as a team that can make a lot of noise in the East, uh, you know, especially yeah. if Embiid's going to be healthy and, and be playing like this. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... it's they, they're going to have soul-searching to do when he does come back. But but for now, uh, it, running it through Embiid's, I think, is going to get them, uh, you know, a decent amount of wins here. And uh, he mentally, uh, big dog, Laurie Markkinen at the end of the game there, goes up to him uh, before his free throws and yeah. starts John in his ear. I'm not sure what he said, but Laurie missed both free throws. <laughs> yep. uh, Laurie legend, come on, man. Yeah, you got to be on the other end of that, uh, <laughs> that that exchange. You can't be letting that happen. But, uh, yep. again, uh, a massive, massive performances for Garland and Embiid. Uh, you know, two guys trying to take their team uh, maybe to the Eastern Conference Finals this season. Uh, we'll see. Yep. But uh, to, to move on here, uh, a team that I think probably has, I don't know, a 1% chance of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> finally had uh, their their kind of centerpiece, their building block for the future, LaMelo Ball, uh, one of the most popular uh, players in the NBA as well. Uh, finally made his season debut after that Achilles uh, injury. Jordan, uh, I'm sure you're probably pumped. Uh, I know you said you drafted him in your fantasy basketball yep, league. Finally. And, uh, you know, 15, 6, and 6. Not a bad start, uh, you know, for a season twenty in 28 minutes. So very yeah. effective. Could have shot the rock a little bit better. One for 9 from 3 is pretty ugly. Um, yeah. But overall, Jordan, with LaMelo coming back, the Hornets have looked pretty awful overall in the season. You know, 3 and 11, 1 and 9 in their last 10. Uh, and an 8-game losing streak, may I add as well. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's any chance LaMelo can salvage the season for the Hornets? Or uh, do you think this is just going to be a, a downtrodden year altogether? Well, we've said it every time we've talked about the Hornets. They should be number one in the you know uh, brick for Vic uh, sweepstakes here. They should Ooh, not that's be. A good one. I like they that should one. not be. <laughs> they should not be trying. To, I think I stole that from the Athletic. I can't. Uh, I, I can't take too much credit for it. But uh, I. Uh, they didn't. They didn't like the wobble. I guess. No, <laughs> but uh, like I, I, there is absolutely no reason for these guys to be good at all. Like right now, they're twenty eighth in offense. And offense should be what yep. they're good at, of all things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. They're they're not great on defense either. They're they're nineteenth right now, but like 
you know, they, you, you don't have LaMelo for the start of the year. Obviously, Miles Bridges uh, not on the team. He was your second best player all of last year. Um, and, yeah. and so, you know, you, you're basically, you've got Rozier running around uh, trying to do shit. Uh, you've got P.J. Washington, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, Gordon Hayward, when he's been able to be out there, he's been okay, but also not, you know, been healthy the entire time, uh, you know, as usual for him. You've Never, got a bunch yeah. of guys, a bunch of guys that don't really work well together. Uh, you don't really have a true point guard. You know, obviously with LaMelo coming back, that'll get a bit better. But uh, mm-hmm. like e- even him going, you know, full tilt, having an amazing year is not going to lead them anywhere. Uh, you know, at yeah. best, they'll maybe sniff the play in, but I can't even see them doing that. The East is just too good around them. Um, and, and you know, they, they've just taken such a big step back this year. And like they they should be not winning at all costs. Like the 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 dream at this point, yeah. The dream for them should be, you know, landing a miracle, getting Wembenyama, and having a Lamelo uh, Wembenyama duo going forward. That's mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, you know, Lamelo's still only twenty one years old uh, this year. Like he he's got his entire career ahead of him, even though it feels like he's been in the league for a while, you know, he's, he's still only, uh, what is this? Yeah, this is his third season. Um, you know, yep. it, it doesn't feel like that, but you know, pairing him with, you know, uh, whether it is Wembenyama or someone else in this draft, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, people are saying is a, is a really deep one, you know, top to bottom. Um, because he doesn't really have a, a running mate right now. It's not like you have a guy that you're like, Oh yeah, it's, it's LaMelo and, and this guy, you know, it was kind of, it felt like, Bridges was kind of going to be that guy. Obviously, that's that's not going to happen now. Um, and, you know, they, they, there's no one else on this team. There's no other young player on this team. You know, P.J. Washington's obviously young, but, you know, he, he's he's more of a role player. Like, there's there's no one on this team uh, that that they've they've drafted. You know, they picked up Mark Williams, uh, who, who might do something, um, you know, in, in his career. But no one really with yeah. star potential. No one, you know, who can be a, a real running mate with, with LaMelo. So I think they need to get back into the lottery – uh, at all costs, do that again, um, because yeah, you, you, you've you, you've got a good young centerpiece, but right now uh, you've just got pieces that don't fit around him, don't make any sense, and uh, yeah, like I said, him going full out uh, isn't even going to make a difference for him. So I think of of all the teams in the league, literally every single team, Charlotte should be tanking, uh, absolutely, yeah. and and well, yeah, uh, uh, there's there, it, it would make absolutely it would be a absolutely atrocious decision to 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 try and 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 mm-hmm. and and win and you know use lamello's talents to 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 make this team as as good as possible this year um but it's the hornets so they might just they might just do that they, they make bad Fuck decisions it up anyways yeah <laughs> uh well and that's the thing and lamello is kind of that perfect player that can lead the team as a ball handler he can play a little bit of defense even though he's pretty slow and uh kind of lazy on that one uh to be to be frank but, yeah. uh on that side of the ball but you know he he can shoot the ball decently, uh, play make for his team. He can rebound. Like he's gonna be in there. Uh, you know his fingerprints are gonna be on every single game. So you know if he can keep playing, you know if uh, back to the level he was at last season, uh, you know I could see this team you know rattle off a couple wins in a row. It's possible. But the biggest thing for me that I'm looking at that really sucks for them is their bench. I mean you look it's at awful. all these guys they've drafted over the past couple of years, and again with pretty decent draft picks, yeah. they've done nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. James Booknight. Book night, book night sucks. He's horrible. Was he not uh, also Jay- in uh, in uh, trouble with the law at some point recently too? Yeah. I think he uh, <laughs> another uh, uh, again 
modern age jailblazers, these uh, <laughs> these hornets. I don't know. We have to think God. of a nickname for them. These these bad boys. Yeah. Uh, Nazi Nazi. Um, but uh, you know, they got J T. Thor, who was a second round pick, who's barely uh, you know done anything at this point except being just you know, a, a a good athlete. Uh, Kai Jones, uh, you know, yeah. out of Texas. A lot of people thought he was going to be a huge uh, you know building block for this team, and he barely gets any burn. Yeah. Uh, so there's the, I, I think a lot of this also comes down to coaching. You know, you got to figure out a better way to get some of these young guys involved. Like, I don't really know what their kind of game plan or, I, I, like you've been saying, what their end goal is. Like, yeah. you have so many guys on this team that don't fit the timeline uh, of, like, like Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. You're telling me nobody in the NBA has any interest in trying to trade for either of these guys? Even Kelly Oubre, well, who's younger than a lot of people think. Like, just get rid of them. Move them. You need something. Plumley, Plumley doesn't be there. Yeah. I, 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 like, Plum I dog think, millionaire, man. I think Michael Jordan should just start trading away everybody who will take anyone. Just Honestly, get picks. Yeah. Just, just yeah. fucking... Blow it up, you know, uh, strip it down to the studs and just, you know, uh, like... See what you can do. You, 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 you've shown that you can, you, you, like, okay, LaMelo is the only draft pick that they've really hit on, but, like, you, you, you that's, for, for a small market team like like Charlotte, that's really your only option, to go back down there, uh, get someone else. Like, like it, it, it's, it's, it seems like such an easy decision to make. And speaking of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, trading away guys, I, 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 I fired up fans for the trade machine, Get if you want to tank, you know the best thing to do. Go get Russell Westbrook. He's uh, he's a Jordan Brand athlete. You know you can be reunited with uh, you know Michael Jordan. Uh, Hayward and Rozier for Russ and Nunn. The money works there. You know uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, you, you know if, if you're the Lakers, you get uh, a, a couple of guys who can actually make shots. You know Rozier, actually a backcourt player who can get his own shot, hit threes. Hayward, when he's on the court, would would work fairly well, provide some, you know, playmaking. Might not be the best deal on the table for for the Lakers, uh, but it might be the best best that they can hey, get at the end of the day. It's it, better like, than nothing. Like I keep saying, it's it, yeah, it's better than nothing. It's something. And uh and yeah, for for the uh, uh you know, for the Hornets, the if if you want to tank, if if you want to be bad, go get yourself Russell Westbrook. So th- so there's an option for 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 uh for the Hornets, but you know, something like that. Start moving out these guys. Kelly Oubre also does not need to be there. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. I, I'm so sick of this 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 team trying to pretend like they, they, they're going to do anything uh, <laughs> worth doing yeah. at all. You know, they, yeah. they're they're not even able to be mediocre. So yeah, uh, be bad, please. That that's I, I'm I'm begging these guys just just be bad. And uh, before we uh, move on here, I do also want to give a one shout out, one bright spot uh, of this this Hornets team. You know, he got a bit of a resurgence uh, in his career, a second chance. Dennis Smith Jr., man, he's yeah. out with an ankle injury now, uh, but he was balling out in replacement for uh, for LaMelo Ball there. Yeah. Uh, yep. 10 points, six assists, and three boards a game on decent shooting for a point guard, especially a guy who is considered a pretty poor shooter uh, overall, uh, you know, even uh, in his time in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, Good athlete, sneaky athlete. You know, one point nine steals per game as well right now. Uh, so you know, when he comes back, maybe that's a guy that you can kind of start looking at including in here. Not sure how well yep. he'll play alongside Lamelo, uh, but you know, at least something to watch, something to be happy about if you're a Hornets fan. But otherwise, you need to figure out how to you know get the most out of uh, you know trading these assets, yep. trading some of these players, and uh, find something for the future. Because yeah, this year might be uh, for gone uh, unless you know you want to see if Lamelo can win you a couple games uh, single handedly. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, to, to move on, you know, you, you just threw out a Anthony Davis uh, or not Anthony Davis, but a Lakers trade yep, uh, yep. offer there. So 
we talked about this, uh, you know, as we led into the podcast today. Me and Jordan have, uh, you know, we, we originally wanted to make this segment LeBron and Anthony Davis trade ideas because, yeah. you know, obviously you probably want to trade the 38-year-old instead yeah. of the uh, the younger guy there. Um, but LeBron, because of this uh, this Palinka, a certified Palinka moment, uh, <laughs> if I can uh, can call it such, uh, you know, signing that uh, that extension, he won't be eligible to be traded until after the trade deadline expires. Yeah. So LeBron's a Laker no matter what this year, because uh, I don't think they're going to be buying him out either. Uh, yeah, so I was going to say, they could just uh, wave him. They could, they could yeah, wave him. Yeah, they why could not? try. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, LeBron, uh, he'll be sticking around for the year. But Anthony Davis, you know, he's uh, he's possibly on the move here. And, uh, you know, Jordan, I know you have a couple trade ideas. I've got one written down uh, that comes to mind. And uh, I think that's probably one that people know a lot about uh, or at least considered. But uh, give me what give me your first one and then i'll throw in mine after and then you can round off because i know you love your trades you like to hit the, uh, the trade machine like, uh, it. like it's nobody's business so uh what, what's the first one let's give me a juicy one man i want give me a fat one all over my face okay, okay well first of all matt i only had two i could only find two for anthony davis that were i thought i don't know perfect hey, three Some, trades let's go somewhat realistic maybe and yeah i don't have a uh mm-hmm. i know i don't have the one that, that that you're gonna throw out here but uh first first one i thought Maybe the Knicks, uh, you know, can sort of rekindle their interest in in AD. Who, who would they be able to give up? You could trade. And they're they're playing okay. They're playing yeah. okay right now. The Knicks. Yeah, uh, you could pick out. You you could trade Anthony Davis for Evan Fournier and Julius Randle. Uh, just straight up. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know which side would would throw in picks. You probably need picks. Uh, you know, going to the Lakers from the Knicks because that's yeah, a pretty so. uh, pretty uh, you know heavily imbalanced. being kind of like the he's the big guy in that trade. You're yeah. definitely gonna have to get at least I'd say two first round picks. They yeah. probably have to cough up. Yeah, but you know the Knicks have picks uh, and and they've mm-hmm. been you know very very you know obvious with their you know want of a a real kind of superstar uh and anthony mm-hmm. davis as you know a front court guy would work really well uh over there you know mm-hmm. basically as a and a you know a, a, a rich man's version of randall and and you know giving up fournier i, I think they're there they would be happy to do that you know the the lakers well, i don't know Cam, with the way cam reddish is playing i mean i don't think they give a shit about fournier nope. cam reddish is looking i might have guy. to I, I told to, you i might have to walk it back i might have to finally walk it back he gets some playing time and I, now he's uh he might be better than rj i kept the stock man i'm I'm telling you he's uh he's he's gonna be good uh but uh you know this one's obviously i i I doubt the lakers would ever fucking do this uh because they're not really after picks uh you know Mm -hmm. uh, you know it it, it, unless they are unless they're like you know what uh this isn't gonna work with lebron anyway let's try and fucking you know actually be okay uh and and salvage our future for for when lebron eventually retires or moves on or whatever it is so maybe they are maybe palinka's gonna just uh you know go rogue and 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 start making moves like this i don't see it happening Mm -hmm. but you know the the literally the it it kind of makes sense in my mind uh you know and that's how bad the lakers sort of perimeter shooting situation is i'm like ooh, fournier yeah. that'd be amazing like and, and fournier is not yeah. even a good good that good of an nba player but that's how badly the the lakers need someone like that uh you know someone who you know who would have thought uh you know shooters uh, you know guys who can shoot the ball around lebron that you that'd be an actually a, a pretty good yeah. idea so yeah. uh, I, I doubt it's gonna happen but you know the knicks the knicks and ad uh you know I, I don't think the story's over there. I think there'll be, you know, if, if there's going to be any suitors for Anthony Davis at some point down the line, the Knicks are always going to be on that list. I think they, they've, yeah. they've uh, you know, made their interest clear in that department. So so we'll see. But, yeah, pre- overall pretty unlikely, but still a fun one. But but give me yours, Matt. I know yeah. you've got the uh, 
the other New York team over there on, on your list. Yep, this is a, and this one's a blockbuster. It's really easy and the money adds up. Uh, and I honestly don't even know if you'd have to do any picks in this. I think it could be a two for two straight up. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving for Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> It would work. It works with the money. You don't it. need any picks. Uh, you know, I'm you've kind got of surprised Westbrook it works kind of with, with the money. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie's around forty-four million, I think, as well. Uh, same yeah. with AD. Uh, Russ is expensive, obviously, but so is Ben Simmons. Like it, it all works out that way. So, yeah. I mean, I, I and I think it would work. The worst part of the Nets right now is their big situation, and with Ben Simmons still playing like dog shit but yeah. uh, and, and again his defense is decent but uh, offense he's a zero uh you know we you you kind of look at this and it does fit the needs you know you the the lakers get this explosive point guard that can shoot the ball well from deep and then you get the go-to defender to kind of t- take some uh, pressure off of uh, you know lebron uh and you know all these other uh nobody on defense uh players so yeah, yeah. ben simmons is good there and then i mean Obviously, reuniting Westbrook and Durant, you know, that could be explosive, could be bad, could be good, could be, could be good. They both blocked each other once again. I think they always yep. block each other when they play each other. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Nets playing the Lakers uh, last night. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think it actually could work out okay. They take that one last run. I think it would be a, a beautiful tear-jerking story. Uh, and then, you know, Anthony Davis, again, fits the, the <laughs> one part of the Nets like, team that just doesn't work is their front court, uh, yeah. especially down low. So I think Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, that would be a deadly pick and roll. And then you have Russell Westbrook out there just to, again, if he can just play like he's been playing right now, even have him cross the bench the and bench. start patty. Yeah, start Patty Mills or something. It would yeah. work. Uh, I don't know. I think that the Nets would be the ones to kind of, uh, like, they would want to do this. I don't think that the Lakers would. But, but you never look know, at LeBron, the fucking Lakers. How is it going stood, for them so stood, far? Yeah. He stood out. He stood up for uh, for his boy, uh, yeah. Kyrie, at the end. He kind of criticized him. Then he walked it back. So who knows? Um, but but also, Matt, how you know, is it going to work? It, it, how is hey, Kyrie? It's a clutch sports. It's clutch sports, baby. They, they, yeah. But Ben Simmons and LeBron. There you no, go. It's Rich true. Paul's gonna be pumped. He's gonna be pumped. But how how is how's Kyrie gonna work in Hollywood, Matt? You know, uh, Hollywood's controlled by a cabal of Jewish yeah, elites uh, who yeah, are like out it. to get him. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I, overall, I, I I love this trade. Like I I, I think. Honestly, if you're the Lakers, what the hell else do you have to lose? Uh, like, mm-hmm. I, if you're the Lakers, you should be exploring all possibilities. You're one of the worst teams in the league. LeBron's now missing time. Yeah, you got to win over the Nets, but it's the Nets, uh, and I, I don't see uh, I don't see them making you know any sort of crazy leap up the standings uh, anytime mm-hmm. soon unless they make some sort of big move. And and I, I think it's it's it, it's been obviously proven in the past that LeBron and Kyrie Irving play well together. And if they're okay to sort of rekindle it and, and try it again, uh, I, I would say a hundred percent go for it. And then like, you know, even if, even if Ben Simmons, like is kind of just what he is for the nets right now for the Lakers, like a guy who doesn't really do much, but can defend a little bit. I, I still think that, you know, him like, Getting Ben Simmons, doing that, you know, whatever. He, he's, he's not that much of an addition, addition to your team. But having Kyrie, who you know works so well with LeBron, and minusing Russell Westbrook from that squad, it yeah. might actually be a plus overall. Even though, yeah, you're losing mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, but, like, I, I, I don't know. I think there's just, over the past couple years, basically since they won the chip, I know they won a championship together, uh, but Anthony Davis and LeBron... Ten, ten of those guys on that roster aren't even in the NBA anymore. Yeah, yeah, and everyone else, you know, all, uh, traded away. Obviously, all their their good players that made that work, um, yeah. you know, immediately after the fucking, uh, you know, that that season. But like Anthony Davis and LeBron, I, I don't know. Like the entire sort of body of work, like obviously they're two great players and they 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 work well together, I guess. But I, I just don't see it happening again unless you shake it up anyway. So I I, yeah, I, I just yeah. think 
you're, you know, obviously you don't know if Kyrie is going to stay on the fucking court and, and probably ultimately that might be what would kill the deal for me. If I'm on the Lakers side, it's not the hypothetical, you know, LeBron and Kyrie on the court. Once again, it's whether or not it will actually happen because, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, as we've talked about, I don't know, you know, Kyrie could fucking never play another game in the NBA for all I know. Yeah, uh, it's like, possible, knows? yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love the trading. Yeah. On the net side, like, you know, yeah. Uh, if you can put, uh, you know, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant, two of the most skilled guys at their position we've we've probably ever seen, you know, that's that's an incredible combo. Uh, and then, yeah, you've got Russ, but let him run around. I've always wanted Russ and KD to play again. I think it'd be hilarious yeah, play together yeah, again. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love this trade, Matt. I, I'm I'm really hoping it'll happen. And I've got my third one's pretty funny. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Here uh, we are. <laughs> what if the Warriors traded Draymond and Wiseman mm-hmm. for Anthony mm-hmm. Davis? Not and, a bad idea. And, I mean, if you're the Warriors, a horrible uh, idea. I mean, if you're the Lakers, <laughs> if you're the Lakers, it's bad. But it's it would be kind of like you know the 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 Knicks one. If Palinka's just like fuck it, I, uh, we we might not be good now, but I at least want to prepare for the future. Maybe you t- you say you know we can get James Wiseman who. I mean, he's looked pretty bad this year, but who is still yeah, has a lot yeah. of lot of tools and and might be might be something down Big the line can if shoot. you can teach him how to play. Yeah. yeah. So and then and then you got Draymond. I, you know, obviously Draymond and LeBron together on a team. I don't know how well that would work, but he, he would at least, you know, Draymond would sure up your defense. He'd be a guy you could play in the front court, and and you know, a, a LeBron Draymond pick and roll would be hilarious to watch. So uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. that, that's yeah. a, that's a wild and card. They're boys uh, that now. I'm throwing they're, they're buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are. LeBron would love it. I actually, I think after the season opener, I drew up. A, I had a fake. It was a three team trade. That uh, involved the Lakers, uh, you know, getting Draymond, and I can't—I don't think Anthony Davis was on the move in that trade, but I know, I know for a fact it was funny, and it actually the money worked, <laughs> and everything added up. Uh, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, like it wouldn't work. It's kind of the same thing with Ben Simmons when I think about it. Like, yeah, yeah alongside the you're pretty much getting yeah. the exact same guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and it, yeah, just it just doesn't really. Just doesn't work well enough. Actually, I found the I found the trade. And this was oh, it was involving go. Utah, and this was before again we knew that the Utah Jazz were apparently the best team in the West. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, it, it was Rudy Gay and Laurie Markkinen going to the Warriors, Mike Conley and Draymond going to the Lakers, and then Russell Westbrook going to the Jazz. That hey, was the trade. It, it added still up with makes money. some sense I, to me. Yeah, but uh, I, I think there might have been some like recently traded uh, stipulations, so they would have had to wait a certain amount of time. So, uh, but the money worked. Um, now, I don't think either any of those teams would make that trade. But uh, I mean, it's still uh, still there of, on the table. If anyone wants to steal it. Speaking of marketing, though, Matt, I think there's a whole shitload of contending teams or teams trying to get better, like We're looking at marketing, marketing, thinking, holy mm-hmm. shit, because. Like, you know, with the summer he had at Eurobasket and now how he's been playing this year, like, you know, with the Warriors, with a lot of other teams, like anyone who needs kind of a versatile for uh, the Suns, imagine Markkinen joining the Suns, like, uh, oh, yeah. like, man, uh, he's... Well, he can play three, four, five, he can do whatever you need. He is Athletic, such, long, yeah. Yeah, he's finally becoming that guy. And, I, and you know, a lot of, a lot of you know, other podcasters, you know, big, big national ones as well said they sold the Markkinen stock. I never did. I always believed in that guy. I always <laughs> kept saying Reaper. in the right... In the right situation, he'll be good. Uh, you know, he's he's got a little Bargnani in him, but uh, I think he's shown to Ooh. be a little tougher. Uh, and and you know, he, he's he's always been a guy who can you know theoretically succeed in today's NBA, and he's actually showing it uh, this year. And he did a little bit last year, for the record, too, playing out of position. But uh, but yeah, I I I, I think. Um, you know, going back to the the you know Draymond, you know whether or not the 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 Warriors trade him. I think 
I think they're open to the possibilities, especially with how bad the Warriors have kind of looked, uh, you know, to start yeah. the season. Not to oh, mention yeah. the whole, uh, you know, fiasco with, uh, you know, punch and pool in the face. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I would keep an eye on that for sure. And, and you know, if, if you know, the Lakers wanted to, to give it a try with them, then then maybe. I mean, the, the Warriors would take 80 in a heartbeat. So, so you know, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I'm, I'm hoping for another fun trade deadline, uh, you know, in yeah. any case. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we see some moves soon. I want to see some yeah. teams uh, teams go balls to the wall. I think we've seen enough uh, that teams, teams can start making some moves. There's teams that are supposed to be bad that are too good, and all these teams that were supposed yep. to be good that are bad. Like, something's got to happen here. Make a deal with each other. Make it yeah. work. Uh, fit, the, fit the timeline, yeah. uh, boys. So we can, we can get this sorted out. Yeah. Um, but uh, a team that, you know, again, we kind of said could be sneaky this year, and they're kind of looking like they might be sneaky good. Uh, currently sitting, I believe, on uh, the top five of the Eastern Conference. Uh, I believe fifth they are. Uh, the Washington yep. Wizards uh, riding a four-game win streak without Bradley Beal, the, uh, the big dog of their team. Uh, Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Porzingis, uh, of all people, balling out together uh, to you know help get these wins uh, and, and quality wins too. You know, beating uh, the Utah Jazz, uh, they beat the Grizzlies last night, uh, Sunday night that is, yep. and uh, they also defeated the the, the Dallas Mavericks and Luca on uh, Thursday last week. Yep. So this is it's a quality four game win streak, and then on uh, their next game's Wednesday against the Thunder, which you know should be a win as well. Uh, so you kind of well, look don't at this count team, the Thunder map. It's true. It's true. Uh, but what do you think of this team? Do you think that uh, in the right hands, in the right situation, this Washington Wizards team, you know, with the big three of uh, Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma, could actually make some noise in the Western Conference or in the Western Conference, in the Eastern Conference? Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, like I said last year, that after the trade happened, like a uh, Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis together as a duo is is pretty good. Like I, I like the way yeah, that yeah. works. Uh, the issue is Porzingis was never on the floor and and then, you know, complained when he, you know, he, he felt like he wasn't in the right role, yada, yada, yada. But, but you know, so far this year, he's he's looked good. He's looked happy. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's played, you know, 13 games so far. Like, he's... Yeah, he's 20 and 8. Yeah, like, he, he's, he's looked like a, a really, you know, effective, uh, you know, front court scoring weapon. Like, the guy he was kind of in New York and a little bit at, mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, showed showed flashes of in Dallas as well. And then, you know, you got Bradley Beal. We all know how well he can score, uh, you know, the ball. And, and, and he's gotten better as an assist man as well. I believe he's, he's leading the team in assists. Yeah, he's, he's up there at around five, yep. five uh, you know, just shy of six assists per game. Like, it, 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 it works well, the construction. And then you talk about Kyle Kuzma. He slots in there really nicely in between those guys, uh, can do a lot of the dirty work. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, not shooting the ball all that well from three this year, but he, he, but he can pop off when he needs to hundred percent. Yeah. He's still, you know, he's still a threat. He's, you know, teams still need to respect him out there. Um, and he's still rebounding the hell out of the ball for, for his size. Mm-hmm. Like, um, th- those three guys, uh, you know, as, as a trio, I think work really well. They're, they're still a kind yeah. of, oh, yeah. they're more of a, 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 a mid three than a big three, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they work, which is, you know, the first thing you need, if you're going to put players together, mm-hmm. we see so mm-hmm. many other teams with, you know, probably superior talent who just don't work together, you know, where we've spent a lot of time talking yeah. about that. But these guys work. And then, you know, Monte Morris, I, I really like the pickup at point guard uh, coming over because I think he he works really well next to Bradley Beal, you know, in in theory. Like he's yeah, a guy who yeah. can, you know, shoot it a little bit himself. You know, he can, he can handle the ball. He's, he's got good experience, you know. Pesky uh, you know, defender too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On, on defense, I was going to say. Um, and then you pick up Will Barton, who's come off the bench for you and, and you know, uh, played a decent role as well. And I think, you know, that Will Barton coming over to, to the Wizards, you know, in exchange for KCP, the fit just worked better on either team. Like with with yeah. uh, MPJ and, and Murray coming back for Denver, you didn't really need Will Barton's 
creativity anymore. You needed more, more of a guy like KCP, you know, a lockdown defender mm-hmm. and a shooter. And the reverse is true, I think, for uh, you know, for, for Washington. Ra- rather than you know, KCP, a guy who isn't quite as creative and can't get his own shot the way Barton can. Uh, you know, you've got a rare Barton, win-win trade. hundred percent. And and I, I felt that way from the beginning, and I think it's working out uh, really nicely for both teams. And and you've got yeah. H- Hachimura coming along. Kispert's actually yeah. looked better than I thought. I kind of clowned him last year, but you know, he's yeah, he, he's he is what whatever. he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, shooting the ball really well from three, you know, 44%. Yeah. That's exactly what you need from him. Um, yeah, just come off the bench and bang a three. That's all you need to do. 100%. Classic white guy basketball. Yep, yep. We love to see it. Uh, and you've got Denny, you know, playing okay like they, they mm-hmm. they're okay overall they're fine uh, no, and, I, I, and i think I, that, i'm saying I that in they, a good way yeah you know i think that they've got like really sneaky depth on yes, this team I, yes. I know i keep throwing this the word sneaky around but i think they have a like a, this kind of ragtag group of players that yeah. and they're in a small market nobody really gives the wizards any play real uh like at all yeah uh mainstream or uh you know small uh small mediums but uh no they've got a good team top to bottom and i i think that Right now, uh, like I think they're a shoe in to make the play in um, at, at the minimum. But you know, yeah. I could see them being one of those top eight teams in the uh, in, in the East when it's all said and done. I mean, yep. uh, again, you look on the bench. I mean, he's been out for the last little while, but you know, Delon Wright was playing really yeah. solid for them yep. uh, before you know going down uh, to injury there, uh, and you know they'll, they'll expect to get him back at some point here. Um, but yeah, you said it. Uh, you know, Kispert, Navija, and Hachimura are, are playing their roles well. No, they haven't exactly been the you know the lottery picks and producing at the rate that they were hoping yeah. uh, they would eventually get from them. But you know what? If you have Porzingis and you have Kuzman, you have Beal, if they want to just ride there and help out uh, any way they can, play defense, shoot the open three, that's all you really need from these guys. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, as you said, uh, Porzingis even looks happy. Porzingis yeah. is happy. <laughs> Then everyone's probably happy because yep. he's not. Uh, he he definitely doesn't f- make himself at home very easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But right now they they all look comfortable on the court together. It looks like good chemistry. And again, they're doing a lot of this without their best player, Bradley Beal. So when he comes back, uh, if they can keep this kind of winning ways of uh, you know rolling, I, I could see this team making the playoffs and you know at least being a tough out. I don't think that there's a lot of teams that could you know really dominate them. Aside from maybe the the, the juggernauts of the conference, uh, like like the Celtics or the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the Wizards have shown, you know, they're, they're I, I forget the name of their owner, but, you know, he, he's I think he owns the Capitals as well. But he's a guy who's really shown, you know, and we've seen it over the, the, the last little while, like he he he's OK with being mediocre and just, you know, being and and again, not, not necessarily in a bad way, but like, you know, trying to make the playoffs, even when, you know, you're sure, not yeah, going to, you know, yeah. ma- you know, make a deep run like the, the, the Wizards. Dig-Z. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you, you got to respect it because not every owner feels that way and not every organization is run that way. Even though mm-hmm. I, I do think they've made some questionable moves over the years, but like For it, sure. I, I think you know the the way that they've built it so far, like you, like we're saying with Bill and, and Beal and, and Porzingis and the guys they brought over from Denver, I'd like to see these guys be even more aggressive at the deadline. See if they can pick up someone else. Like you know, Monte Morris, I, I just sang his praises. I think he's great, but I think you know if you can get a better point guard in there, maybe bring Monte Morris off the bench as like uh, you know a, a super sub. Like in in Denver, he was he was really good when he came off the bench. Um, to, yeah. to, to lead that second unit, like maybe you can go can go get Mike Conley, pry him away from Utah. I don't think Utah is gonna you know hold on to him. You know uh, mm-hmm. you know if, if they up, yeah. if 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 they um, you know get a good enough offer for him. You know him him and Bradley Beal. You know a, a steady guy in the backcourt who can hit shots, defend a little bit. You know that'd be okay. Uh, maybe you want to pair Porzingis with another kind of better front court guy. Maybe you go get my guy, Miles Turner uh, from Indiana, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, if you can pry him away. Like, I think there's moves that they can make um, and, and I would like to see them make them to, to be more competitive because I think they're, 
the, you know, fr from what they've shown so far this year, they're, they're too good to go in the other direction. Uh, and you might as well, you know, go all out. You've got a 29-year-old Bradley yep. Beal uh, and a 27-year-old Porzingis. Like you, you've, and not to mention Kuzma, 27 as well. Like you've got, you've got the guys sort of in their prime, ready to go. I don't think any move, I don't think they can make any move to, you know, vault them to contender status, but you never mm -hmm. know. You know, you, you get the right matchup in the first round. Someone's injured in the second round. Bradley Beal, you know, really goes off. You get a good series, good matchup with Porzingis. These guys can, you know, could maybe if, if they do sneaky. make the right upgrades, you. you know, Creeping get to the second round and then we'll see. And and like I've said, I, I think they're an organization that would be OK with that uh, rather than, you know, trying to, you know, big brain it and, and, and not be good until they're amazing type of thing. So. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I think, you know, respects to them. They're, they're playing well. They're right now at. 12th in defense, I think there there are frauds there. I think they'll fall back yeah, down yeah, to yeah, earth yeah. eventually. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see them be buyers at the deadline. Uh, get aggressive. I, I would love to see it. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll wait and see what the the Wizards decide to end up doing here and how far that they can really go. Uh, will they collapse like they usually do and uh, make us look yeah, bad? Yeah, because we usually did this see this happens. last year. They did this yeah. last year. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see. We're gonna we're we're not gonna lock it in on them yet, but the hype is there yeah. for sure. But we're not we're not ready to to really buy in yet. Yeah. Um. But now speaking of last uh, season of Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, for our loyal listeners that have listened to this before, we have a segment coming up uh, that we did last year once or twice, uh, and it's always good. Uh, you know, when we were talking with the the top teams or just teams that have a bit of a a power struggle, a bit of a power dynamic going on yeah. uh, on their roster. Uh, it's who's the big dog where we break down. Uh, we take two of the top <laughs> players on a team. And we decide who's the big dog on that squad. Uh, and we're going to start this one off with uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're currently sitting with the third best uh, record in the East, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, but, you know, based on how some of the things have shaken out in the East, uh, I guess uh, maybe it should be a little more obvious. But the 8-5 and five Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Who's the big dog between DeJounte Murray and Trey Young? Because right now... I don't know if you watch those games. Dejounte Murray, he might be uh, he might be big dogging over Trey Young here uh, this season. It's uh, it's definitely a bit of a power dynamic. Who's the big dog, Jordan? Who you got? Uh, I I think it's still got to be Trey, even though I totally hear what you're saying. I, I think Dejounte's come in and impressed everyone, and really fucking yeah. like the way the, the sort of all around uh, play that he brings to the game is something the Hawks have not had, you know, in that other backcourt spot, you know, ever since, since Trey Young was, was there. And I think I was, I, I think I kind of overthought the fit a little bit, you know, and I, I was like, you know, how, how's it going to work, you know, with the off ball shooting and all that, you know, uh, that if, if, if Trey's got the ball, is DeJounte just going to be kind of spotting up, you know, and other way around, Trey Young hasn't shown that much of a ability or willingness to play well off the ball, but Mm -hmm. they've, they've worked, they've just made it work just simply, just kind of like, yeah. okay, now, you know, you take it now, you do what you're good at. DeJounte's been, you know, uh, uh, obviously an amazing defender for them. Uh, because we all know fuck John Collins, they didn't want to, they, yeah. he's, he's pretty much just a rim runner. They, they don't need 100%. him anymore. He'll get, he'll, he'll get traded for sure. I mean, I hope they fucking move on from him. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. De DeAndre Hunter has been more of an important presence for them uh, so far no, this 100%. year. Um, yeah. And, but, but yeah, in terms of, you know, who's the big dog, I think it's still Trey Young. He, he's, he's still, you know, leading the offense 27 and nine, which is actually pretty crazy. Like, you know, he, it, mm -hmm. it's crazy statistically what he does, uh, even though, you know, he leaves a lot to be desired out there, you know, defensively and, and like I said off sure. ball doesn't really do much but um I I do think though you know DeJounte's kind of crept in and and like he, he, I think 
there are certain situations where it makes more sense to, to run it through him. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. he's he's a little bit tougher than Trey uh, and, you know, more physical. Uh, he's got a little bit more size, obviously. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, you know, been in the league a little bit longer. Like, I, I, I think uh, DeJounte has come in and kind of, you know, big dog the entire organization and said, you know, I'm here. I, I deserve to, you know, to to be out there and uh they've yep. they've actually actually you know in certain situations gone to him late in games over trey because he can get to the uh, rim yeah. a little bit better um and and impose his will phys- physically um and you know he's, he's shooting right now from three 32 percent actually better than trey uh, uh yeah he's uh, shooting percentage wise that, yeah which yeah. you know is it you know 32 isn't 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 great but you know that's hovering around leave at league average it's better than he could have been shooting um and you know he's uh, you know overall shooting 45 percent from the field so I, while i do still think trey young is kind of the head of the snake i think uh dejounte's been you know as good as you can uh, could have imagined uh, for, for the Hawks so far, and that's showing in in the standings. Yeah, I'm going uh, for me. I think it's Dejounte Murray right you think now. So? I think that I, I think so because you know he's got a lot of vocality on that team. He too. is. Yeah, I he's, think he's yeah. he's stepped up the. He kind of changed the culture there. He came in and he's kind of uh, cracked some heads together and told them this is what we need to be if we want to contend. Yeah, and I think Trey Young is kind of okay with being. Uh, I was going to call him a doormat, but uh, <laughs> I think he's cool with having somebody else be the leader on the team. I don't really know if that's Trey Young's forte. Like, amazing player on the court, but is he that leader in the locker room? That's kind of, you know... We, we still need yeah. to see that. Uh, from That's a good you point. bring in another guy who can really lead on the court. He can be vocal, especially playing both ends of the court. You're going to get a lot more respect from players uh, when you're kind of putting it in. Uh, you know, you're not just doing half your job. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you look at the stats, even, you know, Trey's averaging one more assist and six more points, but on worse shooting, less efficient shooting, even from deep. Uh, Dejounte Murray is shooting at a, yeah. a better rate yeah, than yeah. Trey Young, and then again, Dejounte Murray, one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, you know, uh, gets his steals, even a block uh, almost per game. Yeah. Uh, great rebounder as well. Uh, I, I think again, if you took Trey Young off this team, I think that they might be uh, better, uh, or not better, but. Uh, just with DeJounte, I think they would be better than with just Trey. Because oh. uh, I, I think it just makes them a more dynamic team altogether. Obviously, again, Trey Young is a, is one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah, not, yeah. I know I've, I, I, I kind of... I, I, I kind of seem like I'm being more of a hater on Trey Young every single time I talk about him. But again, I do think he is one of the best no, guard talents, even though he yeah. wasn't an all-star to me. But uh, yeah, DeJounte Murray, I think he brings a, a lot more versatility uh, to this team. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that he's kind of putting them in the right direction. So I, I I would go DeJounte, but it's definitely, you know, a 1A, 1B situation in Atlanta right now. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's working pretty uh, pretty much as well as this trade could have gone. Yeah, uh, 100%. Like, I, yeah, I, I think... Just yeah, when you look at that backcourt, like I think yeah, it was mainly what was what's the other guy gonna do when the other of the two has the ball? And so far, yeah. Dejounte's shot it well enough as a spot up shooter to uh, you know translate to wins, efficient offense, all that stuff. And Trey Young has done started to do a little bit of stuff off the ball. You know, he's moving without the ball, and you know it helps that Dejounte is a good passer himself. Uh, you know, who can you know sort of orchestrate the offense, uh, you know, and, and sort of tell guys where to be, all, all, all that stuff. Like, it's it's really yeah, rare yeah. to have two guys in your backcourt each averaging eight or more assists. Uh, like, that's that's yeah. pretty good. And not to mention 20-plus points per game. Like, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I'm, I've really been kind of blown away with how well it's worked so far. I think, you know, we'll, we'll see down the line, um, you know, uh, right now they're, they're middle of the pack offensively, uh, 15th. Um, and, you know, that's, that's you know, I, I think they've, played better than than that stat would suggest on that side of the court. I I, I would like to see them 
in the playoffs, you know, we were talking about who's the big dog. Who do they truly go to? Do they just kind of, uh, you know, is it matchup dependent or, or is it always run through Trey at the end of the games? And then can Murray hit those big shots that, you know, he if he's wide open in the yeah. corner for three and, you know, the game six of, you know, the second round, is he going to hit those shots? I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the, the 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 big test for this team going down the line. Um, but, uh, yeah, right now I, I think 1A, 1B is a good way to put it. Uh, like I said, I still think it's Trey Young's, you know, show to run, but... DeJounte's definitely more vocal uh, and, and has come in there and, and, and really, you know, roughed things up. And, you know, they, they haven't made that many changes from last year when their defense was shit. And right now they're mm-hmm. they're eighth in the league, top 10 in defense so far. And I think yep. he's a big part of that, along with uh, Capella and Okongwu, obviously, and, and Hunter doing some things as well. And DeAndre Hunter, shout him out. I think he's a big reason why. I think I might have said he's kind of the X factor for this team, uh, you know, mm-hmm. going into this year. Uh, if he can... Former most average player of the year. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he can, if he can actually show some something uh and and show that he can be that guy that he was drafted to be you know versatile big uh, you know can score from a few different levels you know defend across positions and so far he's doing that this year and i think that's uh, uh you know just as much as uh you know the the backcourt working out his sort of progression along as a player has been big for them and they're doing all this uh without uh you know they, they haven't even had bogdanovich yet uh you know, uh, yeah, you know one yeah. of the big players off the bench so shout out the hawks i, I think Overall, they've really been impressive this year. Yeah, uh, and to move on to the next team that we're going to break down, who's the big dog, uh, quickly here. Uh, they're sitting seventh in the Western Conference right now. Uh, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. And who's the big dog between Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram? Uh, and, I mean, you could even throw C.J. McCollum's hat in that race if you'd like. Jonas. Uh, but I think really, because, yeah, or Jonas even. Uh, you know, he's got Actually, the stats uh, there. Uh, uh, Grand Theft Alvarado. But, yeah, I mean, hey, fuck it, uh, Herb Jones. Yeah. You can throw a lot of guys in there. Uh, but Zion and Ingram, obviously the two big leaders here on this team. Uh, personally, Jordan, I would go Brandon Ingram. I think yeah. uh, it's kind of the same thing with Jante Murray. I think Zion Williamson, he kind of likes to take that back seat. I don't know if he really likes all that spotlight and all that pressure quite yet even. Uh, you know, He's still pretty fresh-faced in the NBA, yeah. uh, all things considered. And he's playing spectacular, so is Ingram. But Ingram's proven now, uh, you know, proven all-star, uh, more versatile offense as well. I think that they like to ride with him down the stretch of games uh, rather than Zion, you know, early on to them. Uh, so I, if I had to go for a big dog on the Pelicans, I'm going Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I think it should be Ingram, but Ingram looks mm-hmm. fucking high all the time, man. He's so quiet, he's so like mild-mannered maybe up there. Maybe maybe he's just perma. <laughs> and and Zion, I think kind of like you said, he's still kind of like he, he, he's a young guy in this league even though he's he's you know one of the most well-known, uh, you know, athletes. He hasn't been out there on mm-hmm. the court all that much. Um and and he's, you know, he hasn't built up that much uh, you know, respect in terms of you know his, his voice in the locker room he hasn't been in any big games uh you know he hasn't uh you know done all that much and so i'm gonna curve i'm or i'm gonna swerve i'm gonna zag whatever you want to call it i think cj mccollum's got to be the big dog on this team i think he's got to yep. he's got to take the you know the vocal lead the 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 lead in terms of you know what what you're doing offensively you know he plays it's basically their point guard a lot of the time out there you know orchestrating things he's averaging mm-hmm. six assists this year you know he's he scores less than the other two guys you talked about right around 18 points per game but i think that you know but between ingram and, and zion like they're, they're just so far to me they haven't shown and they, they haven't been in the league long enough uh either of them to to be that real vocal leader uh you know that that guy who kind of Tells tells guys where to be, hold holds guys accountable, and I think that's got to be McCollum. You know, he's he's a veteran. He's been in a lot of situations, been to the Western Conference Finals, been in a lot of big games. 
uh, you yeah. know, uh, president of the Players Association, like a really well-respected guy. Uh, at least yeah. I think he was the president. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure. He was, yeah. or, or, yep. Is he right yep. now? I'm pretty positive. Did he take over for I'm Chris pretty Paul? positive. Yeah, anyway, at uh, some Ma- point. Ma- Malcolm Brogdon, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyrie is in the leadership yeah. there yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's got to be, I think it's got to be CJ coming in there and, and you know, taking the reins and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really holding everybody accountable on this team because they are a young team who defensively, uh, runs amok sometimes. Like they, they, we were both really high on them, and they should not be sitting at seventh right now. They've dropped a lot of games that they should not have. Um, yeah, you know, the offensively, yeah. they're really, really great. You know, in the top ten, and that was expected with with three of those. You know, those three top scorers were really good, but they're you know fifteenth in defense right now. They they they've got to be better. You know, if they, if they want to be a team that's uh, you know. A, a, a contender in the West, you know, a team that can make it to the conference finals, they got to be better defensively. And I, I think, uh, yeah, CJ's got to go in there and big dog them. Yeah, and then the last team that we're going to give our opinions on here, uh, it's a team that, you know, we've got a lot riding on uh, this season. They're sitting 12th in the Western Come Conference. Come on, guys, they find a quite, big dog. Yeah, yeah, find quite a, a few people on this team that could have this, uh, could have this moniker. But who's the big dog here for the Minnesota Timberwolves? It's got to be Brent Forbes, man. Uh, no, uh, might yeah. as well be. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I honestly think it was Pat Bev. I'm not even joking, uh, and I think no, they're was. missing. That is true. That is true. <laughs> which uh, which is a problem in and of itself. But you know, if yeah. if if he's anything, he's uh, you know a passionate uh, leader. So you know, there's that. But yeah, that, the Timberwolves have no fucking big dogs right now. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns is so fucking childish. He is still such. I think it a might fucking... actually be the right answer. Uh, is that there is none? No, uh, really, there's literally none because. D'Angelo isn't a leader. Uh, Ant is no, too young. No. He's uh, still loading. Cat <laughs> is too uh, w- way too immature and is still a young guy himself. All things considered, soft. You think it would be Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, a veteran, you know, one of the older guys on this team who they spent all their draft capital to go, to go get, but no one respects Rudy Gobert, and he doesn't yeah, give he doesn't a fuck. Give yeah. Especially <laughs> the Timberwolves of all people who gave yeah, that press conference yeah. last year about how he. Uh, you know, he doesn't really, you know, affect the game that much, uh, you know, and, and yeah. you know, there's that whole drama. But then outside of that, like, who, no one else, everyone else is young and, and you know, there's, you know, you've got Torian Prince. Is he going to be the big dog? Like, that's the real They're issue. They're all out there for their own stats. That's 100%. their problem. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought that talent would carry these guys along and that they'd be fine eventually, you know, or ultimately uh, and, and, and make the playoffs. That's why I made the bet with you. But they've looked just, you know, leadership wise, they have looked absolutely atrocious and and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they they absolutely. If any team, any of these sort of somewhat good teams or teams with high expectations, need to make a trade to bring in a leader, a veteran, it's these guys. They absolutely oh, yeah. need to do yeah. that as soon as humanly possible. Because literally, yeah. they have no big dog right, uh, big dog right now, Matt. I'm, I'm telling you, no one, no yeah. one. Yeah, I 100% agree on that. Uh, you know, you have four candidates, probably maybe even five. If you want to go crazy, uh, like maybe even slow mo Kyle Anderson's the big dog. I don't know. Yeah, uh, honestly, they, yeah. yeah, it's. This is just a bad culture fit all around. All these guys. Uh, I mean, it's bad culture point blanks is the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, but then you bring in the fact that it's, you know, Edwards, who's had his problems now off the court. You have yeah. Kat, who, again, you, as you said, kind of childish. He doesn't really know how to be a leader yet. But again, no. he had Kevin Garnett for one year and he didn't give a fuck because he already checked out. He was just doing his little farewell tour. Like, he has never had a real leader to learn from. And if Pat Ben is the guy was that they're going to take uh, the most from, Jimmy was yeah, a bit forceful. Jimmy <laughs> traumatized him. Yeah. 
So, I, I mean, like this guy's had a pretty tough NBA tenure, man. And, yeah. and now you have Rudy Gobert to deal with. Like, it's it's just not going to work. Yeah. Uh, and, again, I, I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall there coming into the season. So, no big dogs. You guys are a bunch of little pops, all of you, on the, the Timberwolves roster. Uh, you know, And some of you guys are trying your hardest, uh, but, you know, you're getting roped into the majority there. Uh, so, no big dogs for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But uh, you guys can yeah. all yep. be, uh, be big dogs it. in your own life. All you have to do is follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, get at us if you don't agree. Who's the big dog on a, on a team? Or if you want to get our opinion or, or our take on anything. Or if you want to hear us discuss something on the show. It's actually Austin Rivers, Matt. I forgot I forgot we didn't. Sure. Hey. I forgot we didn't. Yeah. Just, just I'll let you keep going. It's Austin Rivers. He's the only one who's called him out. I'm cool with Austin Rivers. Uh, but yeah, give us a follow at Big Dog Ball Talk and uh, tune back in on Friday. Hopefully it'll be. I know this one's going to be coming out a little bit late. Uh, but uh, we hope you guys enjoy this evening upload slash Tuesday morning. If you guys are enjoying this on your way to work or school whatever you may be doing yeah uh, but it's been matt acorn jordan flegel we'll talk to you once again on friday and as my good friend jordan always says don't always trust the uh the the airbnb listing uh what they say Uh-oh. uh went to a cabin Uh-oh. uh said it was heated wasn't really heated it was a small little heater that uh didn't uh heat the place up almost at all so uh yeah i was uh close to fun. hypothermic on the weekend matt uh it was like minus <laughs> three uh nice. in a uh, in a cabin in the woods uh you know but it was it was an experience it's character building you should do it sometime uh, i got enough character brother but uh, i do appreciate that no. there's definitely some no, you don't uh, have there's enough. definitely some no, there's definitely some sketchy uh, listings out there. So yeah, definitely, definitely be safe out there. Uh, review it, and uh, you know, if you ever, uh, you guys ever need uh, help with finding a place, Jordan will always let you crash at his apartment if you're ever in the city. Yep. So uh, like yep. get at Jordan at Big Dog Ball Talk, and uh, he'll let you stay at his house. No problem. Yeah.